welcome to episode 338 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. My name is Ollie Spake and I'm joining from Dorawal country. No interference tonight, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was going to... I was going to compliment you, as always, on your wonderful editing uh, because, listeners, it's, uh, it's Mel's effort and uh, polished editing that is behind this podcast. <laughs> and we have That's Mel to you thank saying for saying it's <laughs> not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's you telling the listeners it's all me and my mischief. <laughs> well, it is. It's true. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, we'll let the listeners decide as to um, yeah, what, what they make of last week's episode. But, uh, but thank you, Mel. As always, uh, it is appreciated. And um, it's been another parkrun day already. I can't believe that's gone quickly and a, a long weekend in our neck of the woods as well as we, um, as we have the King's birthday public holiday today on our recording day. We absolutely have. It's been a day off. It's been nice. Thank you to the King. Yes, that's right. But, um, yeah, you've looked. I understand you've had a bit of an adventure. Uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Oh, no, let's go with you. I always <laughs> hold the limelight. Let's go with you. Tell me, Ollie, why you were dressed up in your wife's clothing. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't run direct as uh, I had uh, firstly intended I was very fortunate that one of the team, Karen, had put up her hand and kindly offered, with the help of young Kaylee, to run direct for Shell Harbour's ninth birthday. And I think, you know, with a generous offer like that, you don't say no. And it was, yeah, it was really enjoyable morning. Um, so huge thank you to Karen, Kaylee, and all the team behind it that that made the morning so spectacular and of course make things happen week in week out but that gave me the opportunity to park run uh, and shamefully having been let's face it one of the key instigators for the theme which was a cat theme for our ninth birthday I was severely underprepared when it came to the costume and uh, when you come to the night before and you don't have a cat costume and your wife has a particular penchant for leopard print, there's just one way to turn. <laughs> and uh, look, first things first, uh, I don't ever want to run in tights again. So <laughs> let's be clear, these were running tights. Um, <laughs> they are intended for it, but... I just wasn't sure how far down at the rear my leopard print, it was a top, it wasn't a dress, um, <laughs> my, my leopard print top went. So as I went, uh, making sure that my tail wasn't falling off, um, my leopard print tail uh, was constantly pulling up my tights. So, uh, <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, oh, this uh, is so funny! It, it all seemed to stay together. Were they your wife's tights, or were they, your, or did no, you own these running tights yourself? These are my these are my <laughs> running tights, bought especially for my black swan costume of two <laughs> two months ago. But I hadn't run better. in them previously. <laughs> and look, clearly, I've had too many beers, and and uh, uh, they just don't fit how they should. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of adjustments out there on course and I was a little concerned as I was running up those hills, pulling up my dax. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a magic photo of you coming down the, uh, mm. I don't know, what is it, Point Break Hill? The Point Break Hill, yeah, that's right, our second hill. Uh, with your arms outstretched, very much along the lines of Julia Andrews. Julia Andrews? This, the hills are alive. <laughs> yes, yep. <laughs> oh, please, can we use that for the published post photo this week? Please, oh, please, please, Do we please. want to subject people to that? Yes, um. we do. It's hilarious. <laughs> now that we know you couldn't keep your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that expression on my face uh, it may not look like it, but that was relief. Everything was staying in position. Um, but... Oh. but yeah, suffice to say, it was it was a great morning. Uh, there were there were several park runners dressed up. It wasn't a huge dress up effort, but it was a lot of fun all the same. Ava has leopard print pajamas, so she came along in her gum boots and pajamas, as you do, and completed three k's of the course. By which time I had finished, and I intervened and um, and uh, gracefully um, had her step out of the um, out of the event. But um, Hannah came down with um, with James and shared the news that, fittingly, they had a new cat. So, um, yeah, yeah, we welcomed Atlas to the extended family, a young kitten. Um, so it was very much the cat-themed time. Mum was there. Uh, Kathy and Zali made an appearance as well. And, uh, well, yeah, lots of the Parkrun crew, including several of our originals. We always celebrate our OG Parkrunners who were there at event number one volunteering or participating so it was great to get a photo of them and and celebrate that very good and your stat man came up with the goods with the uh, all the stats as well i saw on the socials that's right that's right he, just a tremendous effort he doesn't let us down and it's always a pleasure to see yeah so, some of those figures just evolve over time there are some pretty amazing numbers um you know like like many of our park runs um, that, that people have you know, achieved different things over time and to see them all in perspective there, a lot of fun. And um, we also have Statman to thank for that particular photo you mentioned before as well. So uh, he, was, he was the delivery man. For the oh, weekend, thank you, but Chris. Uh, <laughs> but it, look, it was it was um, it was a nice day, and fittingly, uh, Mum's belated birthday present was a. Um, a concert that evening. So I went with mum and my auntie as well out to a concert at a winery nearby to watch none other than the Cat Empire. So, um, oh, cool. Yeah. What a day. Yeah. Hello, hello. That's right. Hello, hello. Yeah, yes. that one. Yeah. Oh, well, I wasn't <laughs> going to try and say it that way, but you no, did it well. Perhaps I shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Um, no RDing, <laughs> but uh, I did get a park run in. Thanks, Mel. Um, what about yourself? Oh, no, sorry, before I go, before I go, very rudely of me to interrupt, but um, I did have the opportunity afterwards um, as uh, Patrick and Richard had organised as part of Richard's travels on the day to meet up and do a freedom run of the original course. So I did have the opportunity to get out there an hour later and do a, a Frito with uh, Patrick and Richard and, and just uh, check out the, the original Shell Harbour course which was a bit of a highlight. This did cause a lot of confusion for me oh. on the day when I opened my Strava and saw your 5K run mm. at 8 o'clock mm. and was like, wait, what? 
Ollie <laughs> ran. I was like, didn't Ollie say he was RDing? And then E Man looks later and he says, no, he ran later. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at the map and I go, no, that's not the puck. That's not the Shell Harbour course. That doesn't look right. Of course, now I'm familiar with the new course mm, mm. with the odd shaped S. Mm. Yeah, you threw us all completely, Ollie. <laughs> but I'm glad you got to run with your running mates. That's nice. It was, it was. So, yeah, thank you to them both for the company. And now, Mel, I'll stop interrupting. Could you please tell us about your parkrun day? Well, this week I had house guests, as I have alluded to, Eman, Christine and Juno, and we headed out together on Saturday morning to Kilmore Racecourse Walking Track Parkrun on the lands of the Turungarung people of the Kulin Nation. Kilmore is located approximately 65 kilometres north of Melbourne and lays claim to being the oldest inland town in Victoria. The area is well known to the Turungarung as Maliminuk and was discovered for European use by explorer Charles Bonney in 1837, at which time he also blazed the track of Sydney Road to Melbourne. Kilmore was a stronghold of early Celtic settlers from Ireland, Scotland and Cornwall and remains a strong Celtic area to this day. The town hosts a market on the last Saturday of each month and a Celtic festival each June. Now in its 22nd year, the Mitchellshire Council website describes it as an annual weekend of Irish and Celtic music, dance and entertainment and lists it as being the 25th to the 26th of June. So it's coming up, adventurers, if you want to quickly pencil it in your calendar. For those who choose to travel by public transport, Kilmore is serviced by the V-Line rail system and is on the Seymour line. Now, the park run. It was event three for Kilmore Racecourse Walking Track Park Run, which begins and ends at the Arbor. 60 to 70 metres from the trackside car park. We found a small toilet block there also, which was open when we arrived. The course is a double out and back bush trail with a footbridge, wildlife, keep an eye out for kangaroos crossing and the potential for snakes in the warmer weather. There were 114 finishes with local Declan McKenzie claiming line honours and our own Eman Vergara following him in second place. It was lovely to see a large contingent of enthusiastic locals, first-timers and a mix of tourists representing the Westerfoldians, Mountain City Runners, amongst others, as well as our own front of parkrun adventurers and visiting Victorian statesmen. By my count, 25 people completed their first parkrun, 16 returning for their second event and nine having completed their third parkrun, showing that the event is being well-received by the local community and growing as words spreads through the township. The walking track also features sculptures by hashtag Artie Chris Australia, who says, Estelle the Eagle is made from cotton steel and is perched on a red gum tree stump for an iconic Australian pose as she prepares to take flight. Flutterby is a conceptual piece that I made after seeing my wife sitting in the garden surrounded by butterflies. Here the butterflies have swarmed together to create the female form that extends into wings as they flutter away. Additionally, there is The Upside Down Turtle by Bernie O'Gorman, entitled A Delicate Balance, which depicts human domination over the world and the animals that occupy it. 
And adding to the sculpture trail are wooden carvings from Monterey Cypress removed from Kilmore Racecourse and sculpted into art representing the area. Created by woodcarvers Rob Blast and Mick Harding, they depict local Aboriginal life, a horse and jockey, and a crowd in period dress cheering on the jockey. Now, after the event, we join co-EDs Ben and Nick, plus Declan, at a cafe in the main street. Ah, Raphael, that's what it's called. For brunch and conversation, which included marathons, trail runs and bringing parkrun to Kilmore, Ben and Nick were wonderfully welcoming and keen to tell us all about their fledgling parkrun community and the history of their town. Their enthusiasm and pride was well apparent and we wish them all the very best for Kilmore. Racecourse Walking Track Parkrun which I've abbreviated as RWT, <laughs> and thank them for being such wonderful hosts. Yeah, I'm particularly impressed at your recap on the, uh, yeah, the highlights of the area and the art there. Thank you, thank Mel. Thank you. <laughs> you've, you've certainly done the research, but um, it sounds like a lovely spot. And, um, yeah, it, it is really nice to hear that, you know, people are returning and, and you know, building that community. So, yeah, great work, team. It was something that struck me, Ollie, just how exuberant the event directors are about their new event and how well it is being embraced by the community because let's face it it's not about us tourists that go out there to see it it's about what it brings to that community and by all accounts it is being well received and embraced and that is what we want to see no well it sounds like you certainly made the most of uh, yeah a new event and an adventure i did Yes. And uh, I trust your guests enjoyed the weekend. They did. And I also uh, dropped the hint about the longest run on Sunday morning to (laughs) my said guests. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) And I did entice E-Man out after juniors because he was down to volunteer at Ainsbury Junior Park Run, as was Craig Ryan. And uh, they were both special guests at Ainsbury on Sunday morning and I enticed them both out to join up with Melbourne West's longest run at Point Cook. I actually managed Ollie to complete five of the seven events once I joined out there at event three. So I had a wonderful day. Nice work, Mel. And Hmm. um, did you have a favourite of those five? Oh, you asking me favourites again? Didn't you do this last week? Didn't I say I can't choose between my children? (laughs) (laughs) No, Ollie, look, they're all very good events out in the West and Mm -hmm. events I've done previously um, multiple times. So uh, probably special shout-out to Coburg. It was the last event we did of the day. We met up with the longest run Melbourne North, mm-hmm. as opposed to Billow's Northeast event. We also had yes. a discussion about that, me and Billow, because he was also at Kilmore. He's a little bit reluctant to change the name. He doesn't think he needs to. That's fair enough. That's his prerogative. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And in any case, we all joined up at Coburg. Coburg is underrated. It is a lovely course, a little bit more undulation than you would wish for a seventh event of a day, but uh, especially in the autumn time out there with the change of, um, okay, so we're in winter, so that's technically not correct. (laughs) Yeah, our seasons are a little sluggish. (laughs) Mm. Correct, yes. So there's leaves yet to fall, so 
there's a lot of autumn colours around in Coburg at the moment and it's very pretty. I'd call them on the pulse. I have two deciduous trees in the front of my property. Come about September, they'll realise that it's it's been winter and, and quickly drop their leaves. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some areas just don't get seasons, but uh, I digress. Um, you mentioned the longest run, Mel. I had hoped, I had hoped to go and join in the Sydney longest run, and it has been a highlight to see many of the longest run photos coming through and people um, smashing some some efforts on the day across the uh, Sydney and uh, further afield longest runs, including Perth. Sorry, Perth, I didn't mention you in the summary of the longest runs coming up uh, previously, but, um, yeah, it wasn't to be for me. I, I wasn't up to uh, the early morning and the travelling on the day and needed a bit of time at home with the family. So um, apologies to the Sydney crew, uh, but um, hopefully in years to come there'll be another opportunity. There's always next year, Ollie. That's right. But, Mel, while we have been recapping, it would be remiss of us not to recap some of the feedback we've had from last week's episode, which um, <laughs> I, I was a bit curious about the name Roganing. Like, I, I have to admit, after recording, the name, when I thought about it, was familiar, but um, on the spot, couldn't remember it at all. It seems some others hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we did have a little bit of feedback on the published post from um, some members in the UK. I think his name was Matt and I haven't got it in front of me. Is that correct, Matt Miller, possibly? Did I get That's that right? right? So yes. shout out to Matt for reaching out and commenting. He wasn't familiar with the term of rogating, perhaps because it's been relative Australian thing. Mm, that's right. So uh, we we did get some um, some further information from Andrew Johnston. So thank you very much, Andrew. And um, what he shared with us, Mel, is um, orienteering is the term you were looking for. It's a broad term for any navigation sports. Rogaining is a specific type of orienteering. It's team-based bush orienteering, and events are usually between four and 24 hours long. The event, Mel, that you did at Woodlands – was likely Mel Busho, Melbourne Bush Orienteering, a one-hour solo or teams event. Unless I'm sure that someone knows what Roganing is, I usually refer to it as Bush Orienteering. There's a chance they'll understand it. Incidentally, the name was coined by Victorians Rod, Gale and Neil Phillips, Rogan, in 1976 to give the sport of 24-hour bush orienteering an identifiable name. Oh, see, I knew Andrew would know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I kind of was in the ballpark. And funnily <laughs> enough, Ollie, when I did a bit of a search on my own Facebook account mm. because I had the feeling that I may have done a Rogaine in the Woodlands Historic Park, it turns out – Mm. that I did almost exactly 10 years <laughs> to the week that we were there. It was the 26th of May 2013 that I did the event in the Woodlands Historic Park. How weird's that? Very fitting. I didn't even know about Park Run back then. <laughs> but thank you, Andrew, for bringing us that clarification. Yes. And I'm definitely going to keep my eye out on orienteering events with the 
hope of uh, perhaps joining you in the future on mm. on uh, an event if it fits in nicely with my parkrun tourism because I can't miss a parkrun. But, Mel, th- there was plenty more going on on parkrun day just gone. There was, Ollie. And, look, I got some good feedback on my Dazza's recap last week, so I've prepared another one for you. So buckle yourself in. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Saturday was International Yarn Bombing Day, and this was a stretch for listener engagement. However, Lee Cabarita, that's her porn name, she was at <laughs> Parramatta warming things up at Cafe 47. Simon Mackley was feeling the chill at Kazula Parklands while the Peds found some sunshine and Heather Hunter at Wentworth Common. Martine Barrett headed to a chilly Coombs with Andrew Claire Corkle found the ruse at Westerfolds and Erica Liotta and Gemma Kiaski were ticking off another Queensland event at Airlie Beach. Val, Steve and the Troll found some yarn-bombed trees in 2J. The Bravos family was reunited at Edinburgh Oval and Roberta Winters was in a tutu at BVRT. Sue Keen joined the Pussycats at Shell Harbour's ninth birthday. Cherie Cottle ran the markets at Mudgee and Sue Smith was feeling the love at Marriott Waters. Ingrid Randall's point and Samantha Roberts brought family to Picnic Point Parklands and Caravos enjoyed the beauty of Woi Woi. Janet Reed enjoyed a flat course in Cairns. Karina Campbell watched the sunrise at Redcliffe and Patricia Smith ventured to Yarra Bilbar. Fiona Hinchcliffe had fun at Penrith Lakes. Buzz Dighton had a chilly start working on her Ray Ferrer at Campbelltown and Jonathan Morgan regained South Australian slash volunteer states person at Naruma Wetlands. Richard ran at Picton. The bike popped up at TC and Julie Doolan Park walked at Mildura Weir with Charlie. Joe McLean PB'd at Foster. Jan Yates visited Wagga. Sonia Pullman joined some 5.30 runners for a beach party. Bernadette Bennett was celebrating at Newey's Independence Birthday. Sarah D was out at Woodlands Historic Park and Helen Reeves walked and talked at Churchill. Andrew Blander found serenity at Henry Kendall Reserve. Billow had a last-minute change of plans for Kilmore Racecourse walking track while Vicky Smith completed her compass at Southern Highlands Botanic Garden. <gasps> Chris Gore joined Karen for a new event at Dawesville. Andrew Turner ventured to Dixon Field and Melissa Joy was amongst the action at Kilmore Racecourse walking track. Catherine Perotta zoomed around East Richmond. Marg Prowse represented MND at Sunbury. Paul Whelan visited Stockton and Carolyn McRae was at Nightcliffe. Fronding it up, Carmel Roll met Pauline and Russell Taylor at Surface Paradise, while Sarah and Matt Jefferson found Helen, Steve and Heather Morgan at a humid Bishan. Over in New Zealand, Beck Bailey was home at Pegasus Tar Walking with Brunner. Tanya was happy to have a full set of Baileys together again, and Alison and Axel were home at Perenga. Further afield, Chantal stopped in at East Coast, Monty Slade joined from Durban Point, and Helen Rudder jeffed Durham while meeting up with Claire Winyazik. Karen Hurrell ran Haffen Pwali, Callum Burrell ran in the heat at Burnage, and Tim Robbins popped up at Zandvlei. Renata Koch ran her 49th location at Sfinuishcha. Johan was testing elevation at Thousand Hills. Tok zoomed around Ekberg Sletter, while Christine Imbert Park walked Grove Fields. Our weekly volunteers were Sam and Luke at Picton, Anne Fry at Anstey Hill, Kathy Crispin at Panania, Sherry Brantman at Stockton, Sherry Martin at Minipi, and Lydia Knox at Cooks River. Oh, that's it. There's my recap. And a great recap. Thank you, Mel. And um, 
well done, everyone. And you you did mention Sue Keen in there, and I have to say, congratulations, Sue, on a hundred volunteers. She volunteered as a barcode scanner on Saturday, as you said, as part of the Pussycat team, and uh, yeah. It was the 100th anniversary or 100th milestone, I should say. Hooray. But uh, look, you've mentioned some of the fun and festivities or some of the adventuring uh, that was going on that we're going to hear a bit more about next. So uh, whilst we have done a lot of recapping ourselves, it's time to to give uh, you and I a bit of a break, Mel, and uh, hand over to our roving reporters. Good morning, Parker Adventurers. It's Sarah here from the West Side checking in for the Channel 5 News crew. I'm not on the West Side. I have come five hours north of Western Australia and just into the Northern Hemisphere in Singapore. That's right. I've escaped the winter weather, one week of winter weather in Western Australia, and we are over it. So coming here to check out Bishan Parkrun event number 158. This morning I'm here with Jessica Saul, who is today's RD at Bishan Park. Bishan Park, yes. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Um, can I just get you to describe the course for the listeners, please? Yes, yes. So this is Bishan Park Run. Uh, it's a two-lap course, and Bishan Park is a very local community park. We've got people doing Tai Chi, doing exercise here. Um, yeah, so we run here. Each lap is around 2.5 kilometers, so we run two laps, and yeah, that's it. It's in the perimeter of the perimeter of the park. Beautiful very green simple. park, yes, um, and there's only there's three park runs in Singapore. Yes. Um, I've noticed that lots of people are using this as a stop off on the way back from Europe, back to oh. Australia. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> is there any reason why you would sell to come to Bishan rather than going to the other two? <laughs> why should people come here? Yeah, well, if you would like to see the local scene, I would say, then yeah, come to Bishan Park because we've got a lot of neighbourhoods, a lot of uh, uh, like building so what we call hdb here the um, housing development block so a lot of local people live around here that's why you see a lot of uh, community activities in this park and it's a beautiful park with uh, by, by the river you see otters that chicken oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 otters wow, beautiful. so yeah come to Bishan yeah park. thank you so much i think you've you've sold it <laughs> thanks for having us thank you Bye. this morning i'm here with daniel daniel um, I've noticed a South African accent yes. <laughs> and we're in Singapore. Can you tell me how you've got to Singapore? Well, we work on a, a ship um, and yeah, there's about 35 different nationalities working together. Um, and we basically go from port to port. And uh, yeah, that's how I'm in Singapore. We're in Singapore port at the moment. So you've come across from South Africa going around Asia on a ship and you're in Singapore doing parkrun? Uh, well, we, I flew into KL, where the ship was then, and then uh, all the other people would fly into where the ship is, and then we will travel from there onward. Awesome. Well, good luck doing more park runs around the world via Thank- boat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it makes me a uh, world traveller in park run. Oh, is it? Is that well, your... Well, yeah. yeah. That's our idea. Ah, awesome. Love that. Thanks for sharing today. Okay. This morning... I have run into... Heather Morgan. Get out of town. You're in Europe. What are you doing here? I'm not in Europe. I'm in Singapore. But you were in Europe. I was in Europe, yeah. Tell us it was horrible and you had the worst time and we didn't miss out on anything during the extra park run. Absolutely not. Wouldn't go ever again. No kidding. It was great. (laughs) Thanks. Just rub that in. Now we're sweating here in the 
humidity of Singapore. Singapore is worse than Cairns. Oh, great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty warm, but well done. Another country. Another country. Tick. 12 countries now. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well done, you. Yeah. We're not jealous at all. No. Keep on living your best life. <laughs> yeah, my bank account needs to recover now. Yeah, you better do that. All right, <laughs> over and out. Cheers. This morning I'm here with Brenton Pullman. Brenton, I hear that you were given some cryptic clues to get to Singapore this weekend. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, tell me about it. Well, um, I got picked up by some friends and we were catching the train to the airport and at each station they gave me a clue to try to figure out where I was headed. And um, so at each station, so the first one I opened was a photo of my friend and I call her Noodle. Uh, and I was like, okay, Noodle, interesting. Um, but it was wearing a palm... Palm Beach shirt. And I was like, okay, maybe Palm Beach or off there. And um, second, second one was um, three people singing. And I was like, okay, second clue, someone singing or people singing, interesting. Third one was um, just milk being poured um, into a glass. And I was like, I'm not really sure where I'm off to. The fourth one was park run. I knew I was doing park run. That was all right. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to think of countries that you could do park run in. I'm not overly versed in so that. So you were told that you had to take a passport. Is that right? Yeah. So the friends and um, make sure. Oh, they gave me a packing list. Um, so I had passport included. Uh, could have been a red herring. Mm. I wasn't really sure. Um, fifth one was a picture of a cat. And the cat had a, um, a, a tin of tuna next to it. Uh, so I wasn't really sure what was going on. It wasn't a tuna, a, a tuna, that's for sure. Um, sixth photo, so we're getting close. So the sixth photo was a picture of someone in a sling um, and also in a swing, it looked like. Um, the second last one was just two pieces of paper, one with red on it, one with white on it, but the red was like a red pen just sort of scribbled across the page. So it still wasn't ringing any bells. It was not very good at this cryptic sort of one. The last one is a picture of Wrigley's gum. Mm. And we got the gum, and um, and yeah, uh, so then we got to the airport, and I had no idea where I was, I was going. Say, how did you go? Uh, I did really poorly. Um, <laughs> I guess places like Bali, and I thought maybe like Broome, because um, of Palm Beach, and I'm sure there's a Palm Beach there. Well, Palm Beach in some, Sydney. Some, yeah, something like that. And anyway, okay. So um, lots of different options, and anyway, um, got there, and <laughs> yeah. So um, the people singing, so sing. And the milk was being poured into a glass, so sing, I thought sing milk, I was like, Singapore? Ah, uh, and we got Singapore. And then, yeah, awesome. we were off to Singapore. It was amazing. Yeah. And tell me about the, the cat. What was the clue with the oh, cat right. and so tuna? The cat. So the cat with tuna. So I didn't know this, but there's an animal over here. It's like a mer-lion, I believe, that was the clue for that one. Um, so and the then, head of a lion? Yeah. Tail of a fish? That's the animal, hmm. I believe. Yep. Yeah. And then um, also, yeah, so the red and white paper, that was actually just the colours of the flag of Singapore. Uh, so, yeah, it was awesome. amazing. Yeah, it was so what cool. What a fun weekend it for was you. brilliant. Thanks so much. Thanks for sharing. All right, park run's done. Need to recover, refuel. Uh, headed to the Canopy Cafe with Heather Morgan, Helen and Steve Davis. And there you have it. Why not... Um, drop some cryptic clues to a friend and um, lead them on a parkrun adventure. I love it. Over and out, guys. Howdy, parkrun adventurers. It's Johan checking in from South Africa, where the winter chills has certainly gotten hold of us. Over the past few weeks, I've been out and about to explore a swather of South African parkruns that have a reputation for requiring a bit more effort than most. Ha! Huh. So why would I do that, you ask? Well, in the week after Palm 23, a few of the attendees remaining behind ventured out to the hills east of Perth for a freedom run of Monday Regional Park Run. 
It was certainly very beautiful, but we soon learned that there is good reason for it to have a slight reputation as one of the most challenging parkruns in Australia. Or maybe even worldwide. Soon the question was also posed, how does this compare to South Africa? Is there anything more difficult? Well, at that point, I could honestly say that I've not been to a parkrun that I considered more challenging. Of course, labels like challenging and difficult are somewhat subjective, but parkrun adventures do have some experience of different events, and maybe we could make a proclamation or two. Now, let me immediately say that my experiences are far from complete, and my somewhat biased investigation of the past months hardly scientific. We've heard that Willicum dunes in the UK can literally take your breath away. Sometimes you need Fluffy to coax you through Nambour, with the upset Anstey Hill leaving you heaving. On the other hand, altitude can make things very difficult. For instance, Aspen, Colorado in the US at 2400 makes you breathing very difficult. And uh, even locally at Dahlstrom and Kralenberg and Clarence in the Free State, all at around 2000 meters above sea level, things are not very easy. With altitude, I do have some experience, having done eight of the top 10 highest parkruns in the world. And now, uh, having completed the last two of these South African parkruns with a reputation for being very tough, I think I'm able to make some kind of decision. Well, just maybe. Is Mundi Regional the most difficult parkrun in the world? Or is there a South African parkrun that takes the crown? There are certainly a local team or two that, themes to th- that seems to think so. Uh, just this week, the Facebook page of Thousand Hills Parkrun in KwaZulu-Natal invited the thousands of comrades runners to come visit the most difficult parkrun in the world as a warm-up for the big race. And well done to all of our parkrunners and parkrun adventurers that finished the race. Up north in Gauteng, the team at Sterkfontein advises some of the runners to wear knee and arm guards if they're not accustomed to the trail running conditions. So my comparison for now will be limited to only those where the elevation gain on my Garmin watch was 150 meters or more. So who are the contenders then? Let the games begin. Welcome to Monday Regional, Sterkfontein and Thousand Hills Parkruns. I don't have time to give you a complete rundown of each of these courses, but they all three have some things in common. They are all trail runs, they have hills and valleys, they are largely one-lappers and are without fail breathtakingly beautiful. If I had to choose a favourite based on that, I'd really be hard-pressed to make up my mind. So which one is the most challenging? That's not an easy or a cut and dry answer, and I've had to design some sort of a scoring sheet to guide my final decision taking into account the altitude, total ascent, total descent, and the route and surface. I know it's totally arbitrary. My scoring sheet will rate these three on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is a walk in the park, and 10 is goeie that is flippin' going to kill me. So let's get to it. Altitude-wise, there's only one clear winner. Sterkfontein takes place at 1,620 to 1,710 meters above sea level, and earns an 8 on my scale followed by Thousand Hills with a 4 for an altitude between 530 and 670 meters and Monday Regional a 2 for uh, altitude ranging uh, just about between 110 and 235 meters above sea level. Moving on to total ascent, things are much more evenly matched. Stoutfontein comes in at 153 meters, Thousand Hills at 218 meters and Monday at 219 meters. 
that's uh, quite steep and I think it's a draw for Monday Regional and Thousand Hills with Sturkfontein coming in a respectable third. 10 points for the winners and 6 for Sturkfontein. What goes up must come down and when it comes to running downhill can be even worse. Monday Regional's, regional's descent is 230 meters followed by Thousand Hills with 217 meters and Sturkfontein at 157 meters. That's no draw. 10 points to Monday, 9 to Thousand Hills and 6 to Sturkfontein. Now that leaves us with the route on its surface. Although all three are trail runs and quite technical, they are really also quite different. Monday Regional has relatively wide paths, whilst both Starkfontein and Thousand Hills have narrow single tracks for the largest part. The surface at uh, Thousand Hills is quite firm and relatively easy underfoot, but large parts of Starkfontein has some pretty menacing loose and sharp rocks. And Monday Regional has lots of loose gravel and those honky nuts to trip you up the whole way. Starkfontein's elevation is largely down, down, down and up, with Monday Regional and Thousand Hills much, much more undulating, and the latter doing justice to its name. All three parkruns are certainly not for the faint-hearted. Starkfontein clearly made Tani Muldred Labaskachny question her life choices, whilst both Monday Regional and Thousand Hills made me wonder if the course designers took a bit of sadistic pleasure in torturing innocent parkrunners. I'm scoring Thousand Hills an 8 on this one, Starkfontein a 9, and Monday takes the honours with 10 points. So my maths needs a bit of checking at this point, but it seems to be quite a close call. Let me recap the score. So uh, Starkfontein is an 8, 6, 6, 9, giving it a 29. Thousand Hills, a 4, a 10, a 9, an 8, giving it a 31. And Monday Regional, a 2, a 10, a 10, and a 10, bringing it to 32. Well, there you have it. Monday Regional takes the honours by the narrowest of margins. I'm glad to have survived all three without incident. Much thanks to the teams at these parkruns for providing courses that provides a bit of a challenge to our trail runners. And of course, uh, walkers and joggers can still enjoy these courses, but remember to take a bit of extra care if you're not used to trail running conditions. And especially listen to the pre-run briefings for the important safety advice. Until next time, have fun and happy parkrunning. What a top stellar pair of raving reports they were. Ollie, top stellar. That's terrible English. The office lady is going to be quivering about that. But anyway, Sarah <laughs> out there at Pishan, fancy going all the way to Singapore and like bumping into other adventurers. How cool is that? Yeah, nice spot to do it. And I loved that Brenton had a mystery flight. <laughs> he didn't know where he was going. Somebody take me on one of those, please. I've got a passport. <laughs> and, of course, Johan giving us the lowdown on the world's most difficult park run. He's in a pretty good position to make a judgment. That's right. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what uh, the listeners have to say. I'm very curious. Mm, we need some listeners that have experienced Willicombe Dunes, but mm. also Mundy and the Thousand Hills. Is that what it's called? Mm. I forget. Yeah, but um, we'd love to hear more. But, yeah, thank you very much to our arriving reporters. And um, they're not the only ones we've heard from this week, Mel, because we've got mail. You've got mail. We have 
We heard from the quizmaster who sent me a little snippet that referred to the Sweden National Day last week. Now, footnote, this was not relating to our Johan because when I see Johan written, I assume it's our Johan because we take <laughs> possession of <laughs> Johan Duvenhage from South Africa, mm-hmm. but this is not him. But in any case, it said huge praise for Johan and the team at, oh, I've forgotten how you told me to say it already, Vax Show. Ollie? Uh, that, that was my belief, yes, factual shun. Okay. Well, anyway, that park run for putting on a fabulous event, attendance jumped from the previous record of 56 to 727, but they had prepared for it and it ran like clockwork. Fantastic effort by a great team. Can you imagine numbers jumping that much, Ollie? Oh, my goodness. That is, uh, well, in your words, top stellar. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <sorry. laughs> I'm going to go flack for that. <laughs> but yeah, quite incredible to, to manage that and to do it smoothly. Hey, we could have said it was a swather. That's right. Yeah, we could have. We could have. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't. <laughs> That's right. Hmm. Not directly anyway. <laughs> but um, we have also heard from Rolf. So, um Thank you, Rolf, uh, for your email. Now, for those of you who um, might be curious, we we did actually hear from Rolf in last week's episode when PK visited Oakland's Estate Reserve. And uh, I've just spoiled part of Rolf's email now, but um, let me read. He said, hi, Mel and Ollie. I have been recently made aware of your podcast and have now listened to it twice. I have enjoyed both podcasts and intend being a loyal listener. I guess it is best to let you know how I became aware of your podcast. It was through meeting PK at Oakland's Estate Reserve Park Run where he interviewed me. Yes, I am Rolf, the vision-impaired person who was co-run director. Thank you for your podcast, which is informative and entertaining. Keep the good work up, and I know I will be kept up to date with Parkrun around the globe and Australia. Kindest regards, Rolf. And uh, thank you so much, and welcome on board, Rolf. It was wonderful to, yeah, to, to hear from you uh, on the pod and now in the mailbox, and we hope to have you for a long time to come. Absolutely. And now what you need to do, Rolf, is you need to go to your Parkrun profile and join the Adventurers Club. (laughs) (laughs) So we can capture you when you go on all your adventures. That's right. Yeah. So um, plenty going on and um, lots of updates from everyone. So thank you very much, everyone. And Mel, there's even someone else who we haven't actually heard from in a little while, but we've got an update. Uh, Rachel's back with Club Corner. So um I might pause there and we can have a listen to Rachel. This is Rachel with Club Corner, where we talk about the what and why of parkrun clubs, and I am coming to you from Aranda Country. Today I'm going to talk about some non-Wilson indexes, P-index and V-index. P-index. The number of park runs that satisfy the equation, P park runs run at least P times, e.g. if you have run four different park runs at least four times each, your P index is four. If you have never run at an event twice, then your P index will only be one. This index is a nice mixture of adventuring and being a homebody, as you need to get out and experience new events, but you also need to repeat them. It may sound easy, but to get a P index of five means visiting five events five times. 
So imagine the dedication from the top P indexers in the world who currently have a P index of 15. Yes, 15 events each attended 15 times, plus any miscellaneous other events and volunteering. Quite a flex to my mind. Next up is the V index. This is similar to the P index, but this time instead of repeating event courses you repeat volunteer roles. So, it is the number of volunteer roles which have been performed at least V times. E.g. if you have volunteered in four different roles at least four times, your V index is four. This index was created by the other Mel in episode number 158. Insert applause emoji here. This index has a cap owing to the number of volunteer roles available, as opposed to the unlimited number of parkrun courses out there, but it would be a massive commitment to volunteering to get a large V index. As we know from Tracy on the V side, the current volunteer roles are, take a deep breath here. Barcode scanner car park marshal equipment storage and delivery event day course check finish token support finish tokens first timers welcome funnel manager marshal number checker pacer parkwalker photographer post event close down pre event setup report writer results processor run director sign language support tailwalker timekeeper tokens sorting VI guide volunteer coordinator and the very special warm up leader. I hope that you counted them as I went through. If you didn't, I suggest that you wind back and listen again. And remember, in parkrun life, all non-milestone clubs are unofficial and unsupported by Parkrun, so stay tuned for our future club corners. And thank you to Rachel, uh, learning all about the P-Index and the V-Index, Ollie. So my P-Index is sitting on 7 and my V-Index is 9. I'm doing a bit better in the V-Index stakes. What about you? Yeah, a bit better in the V-Index stakes for sure. Uh, P-Index 3 and V-Index of 10. So, uh, hmm. We do chalk them up a bit when we're event directors, don't we? That's right. That's right. You do tend to sort of spread around where the opportunities exist to, to jump into to roles and, um, yeah, they, they tick over over time there. But, uh, yeah, I've still got a few more events to revisit uh, to start building that P-Index. I'm going to have a crack at figuring out your three events for your p-index i'm gonna well obviously <laughs> shell harbor would be one uh-huh, uh-huh. i'm gonna say huskerson might be one huskerson i believe would be one yes Ooh, and what about bateman's bay yeah and i do believe um i i should know this off the top of my head uh north wollongong should be close oh, as okay. well mm, mm. Yep. But, yes, those three, absolutely right. Excellent. And there, there are a couple I've done two of, just, yeah, slim pickings. But uh, I'm not sure I'm brave enough to attempt your seven, Mel. No, no, I can't even remember. <laughs> They're all over in the southeast. I haven't worked on my P&X for a long time. I don't go back to the same event anymore. <laughs> I'm on a streak. I'm on a tourism streak. I think I'm up to 30-odd events. Um, that since I've repeated, I don't think I've repeated an event this year. No. Would that be right? Yeah, that'd be right. I think since. Maths suggests that is the case, yeah. Yeah. So that streak can't last forever. I'm well aware of that. I know for a fact that my when my daughter gets married in October um, mm. on the Mornington Peninsula, I am not going to be able to get to a new event that particular week. So I will be most likely doing Rosebud Park Run on that day and that won't be a new event for me, but uh, I'm going to milk it as long as I can. Yep. (laughs) 
because that's just what brings me joy at the moment. You've got plenty of time to enjoy that before then and then a good reason to break the streak. So, uh, yeah, keep it up, Mel. But speaking of maths, um, I think (laughs) there are a few numbers that we're very interested to hear, Mel. It's time for the Consolidated Club Report, I think. Is there interference? I'm sure I can hear interference. (laughs) (laughs) The Adventurous Consolidated Club Report for Saturday, the 10th of June, 2023. Of a total of 433 members, 350 took part on this date at 177 locations. In the UK, there were 25 events. South Africa had four, Italy and Singapore two, and the USA, Finland, Norway and Poland each one. Locally, we had adventurers at 37 events in Victoria, 39 events in New South Wales, 29 events in Queensland, 11 events in WA, six in South Australia, the ACT, Tasmania and North Island had five, South Island had six and one in the Northern Tree. There and I was. think you meant to say, sorry, South Island had two. Oh, what did I say? Did I say one? You said six. Oh, God, what am I thinking? Six adventurers, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Oh, you're paying attention. Mm. Good work, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one job and I'll do this one right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So largest from this week was at Shell Harbour. Would you like to tell us the 12 passionistas that were in attendance? That's right. Our adventurers at the largest front uh, <laughs> at Shell Harbour's ninth birthday included Hannah Newton, James Thomas, Julie and Gordon Turner, Delvine McKenzie, Galen Cooper, Jason Green, Louise Aitken, Kristen McKenzie, David Foster, Julie Wells and moi. Moi. Yeah, and a, a bunch of volleys too, but um, unfortunately we don't receive those stats no well congratulations to shell harbour and happy birthday again now we also had a frond of seven at two events one of them was the event i was in attendance at kilmore Racecourse walking track park run where there was eman and christine vergara myself lisa cuso amanda o'reilly matthew billington and mal flencher we also had seven adventurers slash passionistas out at the ponds, and they were Charles Burns, Louise and Gustav Garbers, Jarena Giron, Penny Prosser, Manish Bindru, and Lisa Spencer. A lot of adventuring going on, including at home. But, uh, yeah, those numbers continue to grow. So uh, congratulations, everyone. I hope you had a lovely parkrun day. Hmm. But thankfully there's another one coming up, Mel. There is, but weren't we going to look forward first? Weren't we going to look forward oh, to yes. an event that is coming in that uh, that island off the east coast of Australia? <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. It's National Volunteer Week in New Zealand. Um, so starting on the 18th of June and going through to the 24th of June, we understand National Volunteer Week badged this year as the big shout out is a new campaign for june encouraging everyone to give a shout out to volunteers um so it is time to recognize and thank our volunteers and we love every opportunity to give them a shout out so uh, a huge thank you to all of our volleys over there in new zealand and um yeah happy volunteer week in advance 
Now we can say about next parkrun day, Ollie, because we haven't got a lot else to discuss this week in our outro section. So why don't yeah. you tell us where you're going to be on Saturday? I promise for real this time I'll be run directing at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'll be on the road the week after. So, um, yeah, run directing at home and, uh, yeah, having a relatively quiet one, I believe, but uh, with a couple of guests, I also believe. So looking forward to that. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. Are we allowed to say? Sure. Is it a secret? Oh, I don't believe it's a secret. One of them's confirmed as a volunteer. Have you got some peels? I do. You got incoming peels. Woohoo. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we have we're welcoming home some of our home Shell Harbour Park runners who've been out adventuring and, and one of whom who I haven't seen since that bloody amazing run up there in the edge of the desert. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to um, a nice parkrun day at home. Excellent. Mm. What about you, Mel? That will be fun. Me? Mm. Me? I'm overdue for a really long car trip. So <laughs> my Said little car one ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my little car's had a had a trip through the car wash and it is all shiny and ready to head west to South Australia. So Naruma Wetlands, I've got you in my sights. Ah, excellent, excellent. Well, safe travels, Mel, and I hope that that car trip is uh, full of good music. And, um, and, a, and a new parkrun memory to bring back. Thank you. Uh, well, another thing coming up on the horizon, we were just talking, you know, between recordings. Oh, you're at living. <laughs> That's right. City to Surf isn't far away. And you mentioned you've signed up, Mel. I have, yes. I signed up last week. They had a, a promotion if you signed up during Global Running Day. They had 40 hours where you could get a special prize. So I bit the bullet, Ollie, and I bought my entry to City to Surf. So now I've got flights Ooh. and I've got an entry. I still don't know where I'm staying, but that's okay. Baby steps. Yep. <laughs> I'm entered now. I can sleep on the beach. That's all right. I've done worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're also eyeing off an event as a catch-up um, that weekend, which, yeah, looks like being somewhere central, shall we just say. Yeah, nice and handy for those that uh, are staying around the city there for that weekend. But, um, yeah, more on that later, but uh, good to have you on the team, Mel, and uh, that's going to be with us very soon. It might be also good time to remind people, Ollie, that if they want to join um, the Adventurers team at mm. City to Surf, the Adventurers, uh, well, the name is Adventurers Pod. If you're looking for us on the City yes. to Surf website, when you do sign up, look for Adventurers Pod. Yeah, hopefully we can have a, a great representation out there. It was a lovely, lovely uh, event uh, and weekend last year and, um, yeah, never disappoints. I haven't thought of a costume yet, Ollie. Usually... Every year I have come up with some mm. different idea. Now I'm feeling a little bit inspired by your pussycat theme. <laughs> <laughs> Can I entice you to run again in your... <laughs> I'm not wearing tights. No. <laughs> no. Are you sure? Do you want to think about that? <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We could have really done a good uh, cheaters representation, but anyway. That's true. Sorry, cheaters. Um, <laughs> be my guest, Mel, but. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, if you think of anything <laughs> else, let me know. I will. I will. Uh, but uh, a bit to look forward to 
but uh, for now i think it's uh, it's it's time to say goodbye so as always everyone you can contact us via facebook or our other socials uh, instagram and uh, are we still on twitter mel yes I, yep. i've been a or bit twitter. slack on twitter the last <laughs> couple of weeks but you can reach us there um and you can of course email us at parkrunadventurers at gmail.com that is it for another week and we'll see you all next week for more adventures 